comes up. Here comes up. Y'all don't really worry like that. Yeah. Here comes up.
college sports. You got the college. You got the college wrestling national championships. You have the NCAA tournament, which is getting into the second round, getting ready for Thursday in the Sweet 16. You got some spring football games. The second and third spring football games of the year. Duke has already had theirs, and there's two other schools that's not having spring football this year because of renovations to stadiums and also location uh, logistical issues. So, um, other than that, and then we got Triple G fighting tonight uh, against Daniel Jacobs, which is going to be a really, really good fight. But before we get into all of that, we're going to jump into the Daily Devotional, and this one's a pretty good one. It's called, this is from my friends at Infest Ministries. The topic of this one is developing a sacred conscience. <clears throat> the passage that I'm going to read is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 through 16. For us, God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, even so the thoughts of God, no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of Christ, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he knows, but he who, knows, he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. <laughs> let, me, let me go back and read that last, that last verse for you. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct them? But we have the mind of Christ. <laughs> I'm going to let you that on that one. The Lord has given us, has given you a conscience for your protection to develop and trust this warning system. You must be committed to taking certain actions. Apply the word of God to daily living. As you put into practice the perfect law that gives freedom, as written in James 1, James 1, 25, your conscience will grow stronger because you know God's heart better. Arrive at decisions through prayer. Instead of choosing something merely because it looks, sounds, or feels good, bring every issue before the Lord in prayer. Agree to obey God. When you strongly desire to function God's way, you will consistently ask, what does he want me to do? This practice will enable you to, to discern and follow the Spirit's lead. Acquire a deeper sensitivity for the Spirit's conviction. As believers, we are no longer condemned, as in Romans 8 and 1. So we must recognize the difference between the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the condemnation of the enemy. The Spirit always shows us exactly what needs repentance. 
He doesn't give us a sense of vague guilt. This conviction has the purpose of turning his back to him. And finally, abandoning yourself to the perfect will of God. If you can recommit daily to be a living sacrifice for the Father alone, your inner compass will steer you closer to the Lord. Then as you refuse to conform to the world's pattern and instead renew your thinking according to the mind of Jesus Christ, you will be able to test and improve what God's will is, good, pleasing, and perfect will, as described in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Man, that sounds like a full day's work that's actually worth it. I mean, that's better than getting paid from a job that you love. You think about it. Just a little food for thought. We're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're gonna jump straight into the we're gonna jump straight into the NCAA attorney. Y'all take y'all stay tuned. I'll be on my praise. I'll be on my praise. 
to the flash box from the tailgate crew powered by solar headphones check out solar headphones at solarheadphones.com i'm actually wearing the solar headphones right now the headphones are attitude so y'all check them out check them out on all the social media facebook um, snapchat twitter and also instagram so check check out solar headphones they're a proud sponsor of the tailgate crew also a proud sponsor of the, of the live by Tans network big shout out to Everyone involved with the Live by Chance Network, my admin, Wendy, the man, T-Rex, and also DJ EA and Casey. Y'all check, the, y'all check them out on their, on their particular uh, handles, Twitters, and everything else. Jumping back into, into the discussion here on the Tailgate Crew Show, we're in the press box right now. You know, <laughs> this is so much fun for me, just being back in the press box. And to talk March Madness, and what's so fun about talking March Madness is the fact that we talk about brackets. Not that I want to talk about mine because mine blew up in the first 25 minutes of the dang tournament. So, you know, anyway, I don't even want to talk about it. But just looking at the brackets, looking at what we have today, tomorrow, in terms of Who's playing? Man, this first round has just been been just absolutely phenomenal. From from Boatwright from from USC, Caleb Swainson from from Purdue. I mean, everybody's showing up at the right time. Coaches coaching their butts off. I mean, look at Chris Collins and the job that he's done at at Northwestern, changing the culture. They're about to they're about to go through a renovation of their arena. I mean, this this right here for me is very exciting because Chris Collins is a Dukey. Northwestern is in is in is in the Chicago land area. Me being from Chicago, you know, I, I'm very excited to see what Northwestern has to offer because if you look at the history of Northwestern, Northwestern is like. Northwestern is like the Stanford of the Midwest. I mean, they're they are an Ivy League school without being an Ivy without having the Ivy League affiliation to it. I mean, that's the way Northwestern is. It's very stringent to get in. 
I mean, my sister got accepted to Northwestern, and she's pretty she's pretty freaking smart herself. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is, I mean, you look at Northwestern, you look at the Purdue's, the Kansas's, the Michigan State's, the Blue Bloods are still here. You know, Villanova, as young as they are, three losses, still one seat, and they're in the and they're in the third round. What kind of and they're in the second round of the tournament. What kind of what what are we? This is so awesome to me. I mean, this is so awesome to me just to watch and to see all these teams manifest itself. Marquette. Another Dookie, Wojo leading Marquette into the into the tournament. They lost to South Carolina, but South Carolina plays Duke tomorrow. You know, USC plays better tomorrow. We all know USC and what they've done in the infield. Coming over from Florida Gulf Coast Florida Gulf Coast University and bringing that same kind of swagger that he had there at, at FGSU over to USC and see those guys flying around playing ball for them. Think about it is they have to go down like 20 points just to get themselves going again. And, you know, that's not a good thing when you're going to face the likes of Dukes, the Dukes, and Baylor's, and, you know, and or South Carolina, you know, in, in, in the Sweet 16 if you get past Baylor. I mean, Baylor's not a shrinking, not a shrinking violent either. I mean, Baylor was in the top five most of the year this year. I mean, so we look at Baylor, we look at USC tomorrow, we look at South Carolina Duke tomorrow. I mean, I mean that was pretty much the way I had it had it planned out in my mind in the East. The Midwest, well, um, um, see what had happened was, I mean, in in the East and the Midwest, I mean, I kind of had, I kind of had this, this kind of a, kind of a deal going here. But I thought everything in the East would would come out the way it was. Everything in the Midwest, I thought would come out pretty much. I mean, I had one or two hiccups here. I actually picked Rhode Island to beat Creighton. And I picked Oklahoma State to beat Michigan. So that pretty much hurt me yesterday. It pretty much hurt me the day or yesterday. But Thursday just topped the cake for me. And I just, okay, you got to forgive me, man. I mean, okay. So. This is my thought process in all this, okay? I was going with the five twelve matchup, all right? Princeton and Notre Dame. I, I was I was gonna take a shot in the dark at, at the Princeton Notre Dame game because we all know that Princeton can spring an upset at any time. So I went with I went with Princeton over Notre Dame, and that almost came true, and that just busted my bubble right there. It just broke my whole back, my whole bracket into chaos. And that game, the that game really hurt me. 
the wow. I didn't realize that Northern Kentucky and Kentucky actually was a nine point game. I I thought that would be a blowout, you know, being that they're like forty forty two miles from each other. Um, Northern Kentucky coming up from Division Two, the North coming up from Division Two was a Division Two power, winning multiple national championships in basketball. Also, um, a pretty good, pretty good um, football team in in um, in Division Two as well. Um, from the Cincinnati area, um, got a couple friends that went to Northern Kentucky that have told me about the area, told me how pretty the campus is, show me show me pictures of campus before it, it finally grew to what it is now. But Northern Kentucky, Kentucky, you know, I kind of I kind of thought it was going to be a blowout. Now I'm really interested in seeing which is our state in Kentucky. You know, the question is for Wichita State is can they hold on to their coach? You know, they don't have Ron Baker anymore. They don't have uh, Fred Van Bleet, but they're still doing things that a lot of people didn't think that they would do. I mean, they only lost five games this season. They've they've won the Missouri Valley again. They've done. They've made things. Total status quo that you that you just you just pencil them in every year into the tournament. So you, know, you look at the Wichita State Kentucky matchup. This has potential to be an upset. We look at UCLA Cincinnati. I'm not drinking the the ball. I mean, even though Lonzo Ball is a great player, I am not drinking the ball family. I'm just not drinking the ball family Kool-Aid. I, I can't. I mean, they're overhyped. I mean, yes, they're good, but are they as good as as advertised? They've got a test in Cincinnati. They got a test in Cincinnati tomorrow to let them to let them see what they got. Butler Middle Butler Middle Middle Tennessee. This is another game that really that really just hurt me. In terms of the bracket, um, I actually like Richard Pitino, um in in this, but did I think that they deserve the five seed? No, I, I thought I thought USC was better in the five seed, and I probably would have put I probably would have put Minnesota in in the, in the sit them out west and put actually put. USC in this bracket in the South, send them South, put them as a five seed in the South because they deserve to be that five, six, seven seed that I thought that they would they should they should be. And so, you know, it it, it behooves me to, to you know, to just try to figure these things out. But Middle Tennessee Butler, Butler again, I mean in the years since Gordon Hayward has left the school, this school has just brought it. You know, Brad Stevens moving on to the NBA and becoming just a, a great professional coach. Who the fuck it? Um, but just seeing what what is transpiring at Butler, seeing what's transpiring at Middle, 
middle, <laughs> middle is a good team. Um, I thought that they were a year away watching them play uh, this season. Watching them play this season in Conference USA, I thought that they were they were at least a season away. Um, but they did rise up and they did get some very very quality wins uh, over the course of the season. Some very quality wins in conference as well. So I mean, this is a good Middle Tennessee team that Butler has to has to wait for. And then look at the top half of this bracket. You know, the number one seed, North Carolina, Arkansas. Arkansas for me. Well, a lot of people were talking about this this this, this call that was called a flagrant. And by the letter of the law, I'm just going to put it out there, and I'm going to say this. By the letter of the law, yes, that was a flagrant foul. And I agree with I agree with Chris Webber's estimation of this call. I agree with what Kenny Smith said afterwards. I agree with what... What Charles Barkley said afterwards. I mean, by the letter of the law, that was a flagrant one. He didn't make a play on the ball. He did trip the man. I mean, there was other things in that as well that pretty much hurt hurt um, Seton Hall in this game as well. The turnover, the step out of bounds, the travel. I mean, you had 19 turnovers. But in those 19 turnovers, you pretty much self-destructed because when you got to the line, you didn't you didn't capitalize on the free throws. I mean, you're among the worst free throw shooting teams in the nation. You you rely too much on the three, but it's coming in coming in later in, in the game. I mean, this wasn't a good game statistically or strategy wise for Seton Hall against a good Arkansas team that goes ten deep in their bench against a team that goes seven to eight deep in Seton Hall and Seton Hall actually. Actually worked. They actually worked, and uh, you know that that's the sad thing about about this. And you know, was the game given away? I mean, I can't say the game was given away. I, I won't say that the game was given away, but I will say this: Arkansas has a chance to put North Carolina out. Sorry, T Rex. Sorry, Tyrus. Sorry, any other North, North Carolina fan who's happening to listen to this, because Arkansas—they're getting back to the old Nolan Richardson way of playing. They get back in transition in fives. They attack you in fives. They—they they run at you with five, and it's very, very hard to to watch and see how good this Arkansas team is going to be in the next, in the next year or so. Because they've got some young players. They've got some really good players. They've got a good recruiting class coming in next year. This is a, this is a team that, that is destined 
to be ready for the future. And we look at North Carolina, we look at North Carolina playing Texas Southern yesterday. I mean, former Indiana coach Mike Davis has got Texas Southern rolling up in the swag. You know, I think this Texas Southern team, they're building for the future. I mean, he's been there five years. They've won five consecutive swag titles. But was Texas Southern better than the 16 seed? I think they were. I think they were actually a, I think they were actually a 13, 14 seed, maybe even a 15, 13, 14, 15 seed. I didn't think that they deserved to be a 16 seed. I didn't think they deserved to be, be put out this early um, as well. But you know, when you when you play a team like North Carolina with a whole bunch of seniors on that team, guys who could have come out after the freshman year, McDonald's All-Americans, that could have come out but decided that they loved the college experience more so than chasing the money. In other words, being the anti-Ben Simmons, that's just, yeah, I said it. I said it. I mean, that's being the anti-Lonzo ball. That's being the anti-Leangelo ball or whoever ball you want to throw in there. This is this is what college basketball needed. You need guys like Kennedy Meeks. You need guys like Caleb Swaims. You need guys that have stepped up and and become great players, become great young players. You know, and that's going to translate to being good, mature players in the NBA should they make it there, or a D League player, or a player who goes overseas and plays in Europe. I mean, these are this is these are the type of guys you want on your team. These are the character guys, and it's just like just like me and me and one of the guys that I talk to a lot. We were talking about, you know. For me, it's not about what talent you have. It's not about what strengths you have. It's the matter of. If you fit on my team, if you will buy into my concepts, if you will, if you will be a great team player. I mean, your mental ability is just as just as strong as your as your physical ability. Not a lot of people look at it like that. I mean, in order for you to be a great football player, you have to be a, in order for you to be a great basketball player or a great athlete. You have to have the mental fortitude to to deal with the pressures that come with being a student athlete, that comes with being an athlete, period. So, you know, in that regard, we look at this, we look at this entire tournament, and it's just like, wow. Wow. Because that upsets the Lord, you guys. You have, you have teams that didn't look good coming in, that maybe shouldn't have gotten in, but they're proving that they belong here. And it's, it was the same way last year, and it's the same way this year. I mean, do some do some teams deserve to be to be a nine seed and still be in the tournament? No, some of these teams deserve to be ten, eleven seeds, twelve seeds, but they were made nine seeds because of the names on their jersey, the conference they play in, and also. And also the coach that they have. I mean, Tom Izzo. I mean, I, I'm just saying. I mean, like, Tom Izzo, great coach or whatever. But I don't think 
that his team deserved to be a nine seed. You know, we're going to see what they can do against against the Michigan State team. They played earlier in the season. We're going to see we're going to see the improvement between these two schools, and we're going to see how good these two schools are are, and we're going to see who's going to peak at the right time. That's just the bottom line, and that's the that's pretty much the bracket, man. I mean, looking at some other, looking at some other some other games this weekend. I mean, the, the games that really just stick out to me, um, of like the eight one matchups between the nine one matchup between Kansas and Michigan State. Again, they played each other. They 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 seen each other and they they played each other. I think I think they played each other earlier in the year. Um, back in November, if I'm not mistaken, I was in football mode then, so I don't know how that how that was, and I don't remember if they played each other. Maybe it was Kansas and Duke, or maybe it was Duke and Michigan State. I just know that they all played in the same building on a Tuesday night, and I didn't watch it. So yeah, <laughs> I'll just put it that way. So, uh, but. The one nine matchup, Michigan State, Kansas. I mean, Michigan State's so young. I mean, they are super young this year. They're younger than what they've been in the past few years. And they didn't have that marquee player like they've had in the last in the last couple of years as well. So it's all been it's all been a process for Tommy Zoe. It's all been something different for Tommy Zoe that he hasn't dealt with in the in the long time that he's been there. I like this matchup. I like Kansas. I like what they do. I mean, they can go 10, 11, sometimes 12 deep in their bench. They've got great scores all over the all over the building. You know, they can go inside. They can go outside. They can run up. They can run. They can run up and down the court. They can transition offense, transition defense into offense. They can do all the little things that needs to be that needs to happen for you guys to win. And we're looking at you know and we're looking at I mean what I call this state of blue blood in terms of basketball. They're on the cusp, but then they're not then they're not up there with the Kansas, the Dukes, the Indianas, the Kentuckys, the Louisville's, UCLA's, Arizona's you know they're not up there with those with those guys, but they they are on the cusp. I mean they're on the cusp of being one of those schools. I mean if I'm wrong about that, T Rex, let me know. But I, I I think I think I got that. I think I got this one right though. I really think I got it right though. Um, you know, they're not quite a blue bird, but they're not quite they're not quite at that level. It's kind of like it's kind of like Lil Luther Vandross versus Big Luther Vandross. When we talk about Big Curl not quite right Luther. You know, where it just wouldn't curl over Luther. So that's how I would describe the classification of royalty, the Kansas and the Michigan States, you know, that little bit of difference between the two. That's how I would, that's how I would describe it. I would describe it as 
has been big curling quite like Luther against Mr. Skate being skinny Luther. That's the way I look at it. But we're gonna take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We're gonna come back, we're gonna talk some we're gonna talk some uh spring football, so y'all stay tuned.
I just want to talk to you. Girl, let me talk to you. I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. Baby looking good, rockin' red bottoms Pussy so good, give your heart problems Flyin' sex state, she ain't nothin' like a bitch She in love with me, got sip and lean out the picture I'm fuckin' good, leave the lights on My love, do you ever dream of making love to a rich nigga? I'm stuck right, this is a sex bitch Blame it on the liquor, girl, I gotta lick it you either land with me or you playing with me. In other words, baby, are you fucking with me? I just wanna know if you fucking with me. Let Nick know, cause I really feel you. Got me Amazon, girl, what's up with you? I just wanna talk to you, girl, about the future. I put water in my chain, I'm way, way cooler. I'ma get you high in the plant she ain't never seen. Pull up in the shit she ain't never seen. I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you. Nothing like a little baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Phone on the wall with me. Phone on the wall with me. I never fought with none of these lanes. Young nigga really get it. Young nigga really get it. G5 to the west side. Before I got a nigga high. But I never made you see the sky. You really ain't dabbing cause I'm high. I just wanna talk to you, girl, about the future. I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler. I'ma get you higher than the planet you ain't never seen. Pull up in the shit you ain't never seen. I just wanna talk to you. Nothing like the lead, baby girl, let me talk to you. Smoking on some shit from the west side. I'ma get you higher than the east side. Bullin' with the niggas on the right side. I'm the type of nigga that'll keep it right. Pull up at the red light. I'ma drop the top of the hair right. She ain't nothing like no mother bitch. She fell in love with a real nigga All the dribble got me fucking with her Baby girl, no, I'm fine You wanna talk to you, girl, about the future I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler I'ma get you high in the planet she ain't never seen Pull up in the seat she ain't never seen I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Phone out and walk with me. Phone out and walk with me. I never fought with none of these lanes. Young nigga really get it. Young nigga really get it. G5 to the west side. Before I got a nigga high. Better have a man, you see the sky. You really ain't dabbing cause I'm Red bottom slippers, she my Cinderella. Magic City, G5, shout about whatever. She focused by getting in. I worry about you, bitch. It's a vision on paper. No time for the haters. Shots on deck, baby girl, turn up with me. Once you gon' turn up with me, now if I check, got me ballin' like Petey, Orlando, my city, let's get it, we livin', we gon' make a movie, no matinee, Kim K, Ray J, way before Kanye, send it my city, we fuckin' till Monday, put the phone down and walk with me, Molly got me geek, want to talk to me, run a game like 2K, but we look out it a long way, I wanna talk to you, girl, about the future, I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler, I'ma get you high than the planet she ain't never seen, Pull up in the seat, you never seen. I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you. Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Phone out and walk with me. Phone out and walk with me. I never fought with none of these lanes. Young nigga really get it. Young nigga really get it. G5 to the west side. Before I got a nigga high. But I never made you see the sky. You really ain't dabbing cause I'm fine.
Jam packed full of 
just great and beautiful things today. And one of those great and beautiful things is we listen to good music, we're listening to we're having fun, we're doing things that that we all can do. So here's one thing that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna send out a special shout out to my man Marquise Wineglass and Nina Monet, um also Ray Baker, Underground Sounds in Columbus, Georgia. I want y'all to check I want y'all to check them out, man. Uh, especially Ray Baker, man. He's probably one of the best producers in this area. In this area, and he's probably about to blow up too because, man, this new joint that he's got, this new joint that he's going, that he's got out. We'll talk about that later on. You know, uh, can't talk about it right now, but this new joint that that they got coming out, man. I'm gonna talk about it, man. Look, this new joint that Nina Monet and Marquise Wineglass got coming out. It's a masterpiece, dude. I mean, ain't nobody heard nothing like this in this area in a long time, man. And hopefully we get to share it with the world next week. We get to share it with the world, you know, in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I got to have this song, dude. I got to have it. I got to have it. So shout out to Monet. Shout out to Ray Baker. Shout out to, to Marquise Wineglass. Y'all keep doing the damn thing. But... We're gonna jump right back in we're gonna jump right back in the, into the sports man and and uh, one of the things that, that I that I, I am excited for, you know, not only is it conference baseball season, which I absolutely enjoy conference baseball. Um I actually enjoy college baseball. More so than I enjoy the major the majors except for the Cubs, of course. You know, me being a big Cubs fan, but I love conference bas- I love conference baseball because you know what comes with conference baseball? Spring football. So we have a couple of spring football games today. Um if you're one of the fortunate few who have charter like I do, or Spectrum as it's called now, we have I have the Pac twelve network. So I get to watch not one spring game, but I get to watch two spring games. Um, on the Pac-12 networks, and um, they come on about an hour apart. Comes um, on at three o'clock Eastern time um, on the Pac-12 Mountain Channel, and at four o'clock Oregon State spring game comes on on Pac-12 Oregon. So you know you can watch both of these games pretty pretty watch both of these games um, as they happen, and you get to see what kind of what kind of teams that both these schools are going to have. And see, here, here's the thing that here's here's what I'm excited about. Uh, first off, we're going to talk about Colorado because they because they actually play first. So, uh, Colorado first time in first time in at least ten years. I think it's ten eleven years. They come out for winning season uh, where they made it to a bowl game. They hit they won ten games last year. The one thing that I'm looking forward to seeing is. Are they going to at least build upon what they had last year? We know they lose a lot of players. They lose a lot of players. They won the Big 12 South last year, but they've lost a lot of players. They lost the starting quarterback, but they had some quarterbacks that played last year. They played three quarterbacks last year and still won 10 games. So, Stephen Montez is, is going to take over. He's going to probably take over and be – 
and be the man there. But, you know, with the running game there, you know, with Philip Lindsay and those guys, you know, you've got some other guys that, that are coming in that are, that are going to be great. Um, Sayfields is, is, is healthy again. You're going to see him throw. You're going to see him throw and catch the ball a lot. You're going to see uh, Bryce Bobo catch the ball a lot. Um, Rick Gamboa. Um, you're going to you're going to hear a lot of these names come up in this spring football game that you probably haven't heard from in a while. And these are guys who who are very 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 key players. Ronnie Blackman is a redshirt freshman who who played a little bit as a true, but I'm sorry, who played who could have played a little bit last year, um, and he registered last year, uh, was projected to play. But Ronnie Blackman and Dante Wigley, who who's a January enrollee, um I'm I'm very excited to see what what is gonna transpire from this team because I'm looking at a lot of I'm looking at a lot of stepping up because again, you know, you lose a you lose a quarterback like Steve Felipe, who was your all time is your all time passing leader, all time touchdown leader. You know, and you look at other players who who've come in and everything and I'm just very excited. Just to see, just to see what kind of what kind of team we're going to see from Colorado this year. I mean, and Colorado has a tough, tough schedule this year. Um, they they're going to play a much improved Colorado State team, you know, and then they jump right in the conference play on 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 September twenty third against Washington. At home against Washington, and they don't get any easier from that. They go through a gauntlet. Of, they go through the gauntlet really early. Um, I mean, a good Cal team that's probably going to be more improved with the new head coach and Justin Wilcox um, defensively. A much improved Washington State team who's is going to be, you know, searching for some things as well. Oregon State, who we will talk about in just a few moments. You know Arizona. I mean, this is a this is a really tough, grueling schedule in terms of the Pac-12. And just looking at Colorado's schedule, they could easily be before they before their first off week. They could easily be four and four and four and three, three and four. You know. Um, they can be four and four corn going into the, the, the last four weeks of the season. Uh five and four going into the last week of the season. They play nine games and then they have the three games at the end of the season. So I mean this is a team that could I'm sorry, yeah. They play eight games and then last four at the end of the season. But this is this is the kind of schedule that that, that I think Colorado needs. I think for them to maintain the level that they were at last year. This is the kind of schedule they need. Um, you know, rivalry game starting off at Colorado State, um, at home to Colorado State because that does go home and home starting next year, um, where Colorado will visit Fort Collins for the first time ever 
and they'll open up that new that new stadium in uh in Fort Collins, their own campus stadium for uh for the Rams next season. So very excited to see that go home and home and not be in a neutral site in Denver. Um so uh you know, in the future. And then Texas State, a good team from the Sun Belt. Um uh, then Northern Colorado, a pretty good team from from the big sky. So I mean we we're looking at we're looking at, you know, a possible two and one, three and those kind of start going into conference play. So this is this is a really good matchup of it's a really good balanced schedule that that we're seeing from Colorado this year. Um like I said, this will this will give the coaches the coaches stop some confidence, give the coordinators some confidence in, in their play calling, give the quarterback some confidence in the way that he plays. I mean, this has got the potential to be great all around season. And the fact that they're doing spring football early gives their kids a chance to recoup, get in the weight room, get stronger while they're in the weight room, come back this summer and get ready. I mean, this is this is a good this is a good Colorado team that finally made that turn. Now, this is a season where we have to see if they've made the full turn under Mike McIntyre. And I think that they have. I really think that they have the great coaching staff. They have a, they have the fan base, you know, and they're about to do some renovations to, to the stadium. So, I mean, we're very excited to see what's going to happen in Boulder. Very, very excited. Now, we'll look at that. We'll look at about an hour later. Um, Four o'clock Eastern time, uh, one o'clock Pacific. Um, look at Oregon State, and here's some things about Oregon State that a lot of people don't, don't really know. I mean, they played five quarterbacks. They played four quarterbacks last year. Marcus McMarion played a lot last year. Daryl Garrison played a lot last year. Um, then of course two other players have played last year, uh, but. The one player that a lot of people hadn't talked about that came in this year is a guy by the name of Jake Luton. Jake Luton is six seven, is a six seven pocket passer who has rocket has a rocket arm with laser precision, laser accuracy. Seen this kid play a couple times. Um, was very high up on him. He was actually one of those guys who committed to Oregon State and committed to Oregon State early and didn't, as a JC player, and didn't didn't take any other visits other than to, than to Corvallis. Um, <clears throat> I know that, you know, a lot of, a lot of Pac-12 schools are looking at him, Arizona, Arizona State, for one. Um, but with the emergence of Blake Barnett coming to Arizona State, enrolling in Arizona State, um, and also with a lot, of the, a lot of the ways that a lot of the, the kids that that were stacking up to be top top tier guys to come in into programs, he actually took the really good approach and he went with what he started from the beginning, which was Oregon State. And I think Ben and Gary Anderson's offense, I think that this could be a real good fit for 
for Jake Luton. I think this could be a real good fit for Marcus for for a lot of for a lot of these guys that's gonna that's gonna be on there. You know, Connor Blunt's another guy who who is as good as, as people think he is. Uh, Mason Moran, who I'm who I'm I haven't I haven't heard a lot about, but have read a lot about him being a pretty good athlete. Um, not as not as mobile as McMarion or Garrettson, but is a pretty good athlete. Um, he's more of a pocket passer, can move in the pocket better than than most, and he'll hang in the pocket uh, a little bit longer than McMarion or Garrettson will, according to most um, to most of the the reports that I've read and and things of that nature. So look at that from that standpoint. The quarterback battle is going to be big for Oregon State. Because they haven't had a true quarterback there to run that offense since um, I, I would I would actually venture to say since 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 about 2013 I would say 2012 2013. Um, so I mean, we got some got some really good guys here that can play. Um, Gay Anderson says he's not in a rush to, to name a starter, but I think you've got to start narrowing it down from maybe five to your top three. I mean, because you've got some great – this is another thing you have. You have some really good running backs that could be great running backs if you had the quarterback to complement them. Ryan Nall is just a beast. I mean, Ryan Nall is very fast. He's very he he's got great vision. He's not afraid to get physical, and he and he can and he can score touchdowns. But that's just the bottom line. Octavius Pierce, another guy who can bounce things to the outside. Very good inside runner. Um, again, good vision. We look at we look at guys with good vision as well, and. The big problem with with Oregon State last year was their pass protection. They gave up a lot of sacks last year, so I want to see what the backs are going to do in, in in regards to in regards to the pass blocking. Because as I've read in the, in the past couple of days around around there, pass blocking will be will be paramount. When they go into pass blocking, there will be a lot of blitzing in the in the spring game. A lot more blitzing than you will see in any other spring game because they actually want to work on their pass protection in this game. So it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch that part that aspect of it as well. Um going further down, we look at we look at the four star athletes that they had that they have coming in coming in. You know, um Isaiah Hodgins was is is a guy who who registered last year, and he can he could possibly be that dominant receiver that we've seen Oregon State have had has had in the past few years, like the Brandon Cooks, like the T.J. Hughes the Chad Johnson, and players of that nature. I mean, you know, we we talk about the receivers that they had, and then we also look at. And I'm also going to go back, and, and I'm, I'll venture to say this, you know, the players like they've had with Jaquiz Rogers and, and James Rogers. I mean, 
this is a guy who could who could possibly fit into that mold, um, especially the James Rogers mold because he's got some very very that's very very fast feet. He's a very great route runner um, with a four star four star guy, um, Christian Wallace. If he can get if he can keep the academics in check and actually and actually clear up his academic issues and and uh, keep on that keep on that straight and narrow. Man, this is a guy who this is a guy who could be that next Brandon Browner. He could be that next that next that next big name cornerback that we've seen at at Oregon State. So these are two guys right here is I mean, they're gonna be matched up on each other a lot in the spring game and I and I hope to see it a lot. And I hope that you guys will, will tune in and watch that because this this could be really be Two NFL type guys right here in Isaiah Hodgins and Christian Wallace. I mean, they they've got that kind of they've got that kind of talent. Um, you know, another another problem that that Oregon State had last year was defending the run. It was pretty good against the pass. But they were awful against the run. They were they were tenth in the Pac-12 in the bottom, and, and I think they were like mid 100s in, in regards to in regards of the rush defense. I mean, they gave up a lot of yards rushing, and and I, I'm just really excited just to see what we have here, what we have here with with that offensive line as well. I mean, I'm just I, I'm just a guy who's just like I said, I'm a college football guy. I love college football. I love talking X's and O's with guys. And one of the things that, that I love to that I love to talk about is is looking at the lines and looking at what you have, you know, lineman wise. Can they can the line be as good as other people's lines? Can this line hold up against these other lines? I mean we're looking at an Oregon State team that, I mean, if you look at their schedule this year, I mean, they've got some, they've got some, they've got a pretty difficult schedule as well. I mean, in terms of, in terms of uh, who they play early in the season, and and um, I, I'm really excited to see that. I mean, Oregon State. You know they start off early. They they start off early against Colorado State, and then they play a, they play one of the best teams in in one in um, FCS in, in Portland State. You know in state in state rivalry, um, and then they go to Min- then they play at home to Minnesota, and they gave Minnesota all they can handle last year. And it's going to be fun to see Minnesota under a PJ Flick at. Oregon State. That's gonna be fun to see. I mean, I'm just, I'm so excited for college football to be back. I mean, I want people just to understand this is, this is not just, this is not just, just a mindset for me. This is, this is like one of one of the greatest things in the world for me to do is just sit down, watch football, and just talk football with everybody. I mean that. If I can do that on a daily basis, I by all means count me in. Count me in. 
I mean, you know, looking like I said, looking at the schedule this year for for Colorado, for me, for, I'm sorry, for Oregon, Oregon State. I mean, you're at home. You go, you go to Colorado State. Then you're at home to Portland State at Reeser, and you know we get to see that. We get to see that um, the the phase, the, the the fourth phase of of the stadium um, being built um, in regards to Reeser Stadium. Um, that stadium just looks just looks immaculate right now. Um, you know, two home games back to back against Portland State, Minnesota, and then you're on the road. Then you're you're on the road. You go to Martin Stadium. In Pullman, you go play Washington State. Then you're back home again, and you play Washington. And then you have a gauntlet of matchups that you have to go through. You know, from Washington, from Washington State, you go from at, at Washington State, you're home to Washington. And then you go to USC, then you're home to Colorado, and you're home to Stanford. I mean, this gets, I mean, it does, a schedule like this does not get any easier, especially in the Pac-12 North, which I think, the Pac-12 North and the Pac-12 South. I think the South is a little bit stronger than the North. When you look at it, when you look at it in regards to what you could possibly have in the type of season you possibly have, I'm looking at the schedule and I, and I can see. I mean, I can see. I mean, they went four and eight last year. You know, if they can tidy up some things, because they were in games all night. They were in games all night last year. I can see them being going from a four and eighteen last year, which could have been a six and six team last year. Let's just be honest about this. This could be a six and six Colorado. I mean, Oregon State team last year with the injuries, with the lack of the lack of um, the lack of defense against the run. I mean, it was it just wasn't it just wasn't good. Um, so then you're looking at what could have been a six and sixteen was a four and eighteen this year. This could be a six and sixteen again this year that could possibly be four and eight or three and nine. I mean, because you've got a really good Portland State team that. Can play. You have uh, you have a much improved Colorado State team who can play. So who can play with anybody will match up with anybody. So I mean, when you're starting to see that SEC toughness come into Colorado State from Mike Bobo and the way that he recruited Georgia, the way he recruited the Southeast this year, and the way he recruited the state of Colorado and the way he recruited the West, the West Coast, it was it was just very, very, very good way that he put that he put his class together. Oregon State did the same thing. They got some really good guys to come to come play there. I mean, it's only gonna get better and it's gonna get better as time goes on. I think you have to give have to give Gary Anderson at least one more year to to write his ship because they're going from pretty much I don't want to call it a no huddle spread type offense, but it's a West Coast type offense 
that was ran there for such a long time with with Mike Riley that you're starting to get back into that grind them out running type type deal with Gary Anderson because Gary Anderson loves to he loves to be physical and that's what he did at, at Utah State. That's what he did at at Wisconsin for the two years he was at Wisconsin and now you're seeing it now. Now you're seeing it start to manifest itself last year, but now you're starting to see it. Now you're starting to see it getting put together for real now. So this is the, that's the way that's the way that that's gonna that's gonna happen. So this 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 some things that that I'm that I'm observing that I'm gonna be observing a lot in this game um, in regards to in regards to Oregon State. Um, I'm, I'm just like I said I'm just excited for college football to be back. I mean I'm excited for for I mean I'm just excited you know for everything that's gonna happen. But we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. Man, we got so much more to talk about, man. Y'all stay tuned.
I feel that you're someone that's not only concerned with what's happening right now, but with your legacy as well. Um, what is the legacy that you're looking to leave behind? That I've changed the world and I have fun doing it. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Hey, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Right? I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got the way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living his dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley to Queens, but drawing my inspiration from race against the machine. Son as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem. Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme. Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen. It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams. Run it. <laughs> uh, Run it. Booth right now. Yeah. Run it. See, you're gonna have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh, uh. What? Gentleman getting after his dreams running. God damn. Got dreams, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Hey, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got I keep it rolling cause we all got Let's take it back to 09. Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides Simple minded some stoners, we got nothing but time Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back when Cuddy was the soundtrack Pursue the happiness playing, just let it breathe I'm kicking back with my people, I swear it's all that I need Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees I say it, it's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still We born to carry the mission, carrying our tradition Introduce them what's missing, and young minds that are lifted I throw myself on the road of living by higher means This just the sound of me getting after my dreams, run it Cash is the root of the evil around me. I'm me what 
nigga. Understand, there's a God who's sitting above you, making a note of every time you struggle, but never forget it. Ending is nothing without the plot leading up to it. He brought you to it, he gon' lead you through it. Know that it's real. And my faith is a trophy, I have to prove it. See, I was born a king who just grew accustomed to losing. But I learned the only way to stand out is to be outstanding. So, demand your greatness, despite of what the demand is. Drink, drink. Welcome back to Set of Press Box and the Tailgate Cruise. Powered by Solar Headphones. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Go check out Solar Headphones at solarheadphones.com. Also, check them out on their, on their website, on their, on their um, social media pages. Uh, check them out on social, check them out on Twitter, check them out on Facebook, check them out on, um, on Instagram, and also on Snapchat as well. So, um, I'm actually wearing my headset right now. The headset with attitude. I mean, go check them out, man. They're the first solar power headset. Like, all you have to do, man, like, man, I, I don't even plug mine in. I just I, I let them sit in a window and let the sun hit them, man, and that's the way they that's the way they power up. I mean, they're solar-powered headphones. They have a little, little bitty solar panel on them, then that's how they work. I mean, no, no doubt about it, man. This thing is awesome. They are awesome, so go check them out. Um, last but not least, on today's show, man, I mean, in the second hour of the, of the Tailgate Crew show, I mean, this is, I'm so, look, I'm a boxing fan. <coughs> I'm a comeback sports fan. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm a comeback sports fan. I've been a comeback sports fan for as long as I can remember. And, and I have never seen a fighter as dominant as Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, since the time of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was in his prime, I mean, to be honest with you. And one of the things that Mike Tyson always did, how he was so powerful, is that we we never talked, we never really see him throw, we never really saw his real true boxing skill. I mean, you've heard stories about it because because that's all you've heard was stories. All you saw was the big right hand, the big uppercut, the big left hand, big left hook. I mean, but you never really saw a jab, and he does so. He did throw great jab. Excuse me. Triple G, on the other hand, he is a complete fighter. He is a he is a killer. I mean, he's a killer in the purest sense of the word, killer. This is a guy who has a 90%. I mean, he and Deontay Wilder, I think, for me, and Anthony Joshua, you know, three guys who hit you with one punch and just put you to sleep. And I'm looking at Triple G right now, basically the guy in Daniel Jacobs, is probably going to be his biggest test to date. And the reason why I say it's going to be his, his biggest test to date is because Daniel Jacobs is not going to back down from him. He is not going to be afraid. I mean, 
if we all if you all know the story of Daniel Jacobs, Daniel Jacobs, his nickname is the Miracle Man. And this is a guy who's had who had back surgery and was said that he would never fight. He would never be able to box. This is a guy who who has fought cancer and beat it. And but it says he'd never fight again. He'd never fight. He's defied all the odds. He's an undefeated fighter, and he's a one-punch knockout artist. Will this fight go long? If this fight goes longer than three rounds, I would be very, very surprised because both of these guys just got heavy-ass hands. I mean, and they fight in Madison Square Garden. It's going to be a pay-per-view, an HBO pay-per-view fight. But, I mean, I swear to you, man, these two, these two can, they will put you to sleep with one punch. I mean, Triple G, he's positioning himself. He's positioning himself for a big-time matchup in September with, with Canelo. If that doesn't happen, if the Canelo fight falls through, there's also a big money fight in the offing for him to fight Jamel Charlo. Um, there's also a fight for him to possibly fight um, to fight the WBO champion. You know, there's also a fight for him to possibly fight. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of fights that there's possibly going to come his way. Um, James Bedell is a is a big possibility. Um, he's a super he's a super he's a champion at 168. He's talked about coming down to 160 to fight Triple G. We've also talked we've also heard about the likelihood of of Christian Bank Jr. who is changing promoters, actually training out of training out of Las Vegas now, um, and about to sign with uh, Top Rank as well. So, I mean, this is – if all of this is true about about Christy Benton Jr., Christy Benton Jr. is the WBC's number one, number three ranked contender. He's the IBF's number two ranked – he's the IBF's number four, and he's WBA's number one ranked contender. This is the guy who is ready for the big time. Eddie Hearn would not give him a matchup. When they said the matchup fell through, it didn't really fall through because it was never really talked about to begin with. To in, in to begin with, and that's what Eddie Hearn wanted you to believe. He was always posturing a fight with Kell Brook for Gennady Golovkin, and when that came to light, and this actually came to light very recently. And Eddie Hearn had to had to eat his words, and he had to come out and say, "Hey, there was never really a fight plan for Christy Benton Jr. for Triple G, even though Triple G wanted to fight Christy Benton, or so he says. He also wanted to fight Canelo. He also wants to fight. And he wants to fight Canelo. Jamel Charlo has said that he wants to come up and fight Canelo. He's called out Canelo, but." Not once did he ever call out 
the guy who is the lineal champion, which is the native Golovkin. Jamel Charlo is ready for the big time. But is he ready for guys like Canelo? Is he ready for guys like 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 Triple G? Is he ready for a guy like Daniel Jacobs? This is very, very, very good. But 160 and 147, 160, 154, and 147 are probably the three glamour divisions in boxing right now. You know, heavyweight, the heavyweight division is, is starting to come up with the likes of, again, with the likes of the American champion, uh, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, you know, and then you have the iconic clip shows. I mean, then you also have you know, a guy who's ready for the big time as well, Anthony Parker, Gillian White. I mean, you got so many heavyweight fighters out there right now that that's ready for the big time. You look at 47 to 60, I mean, you know, big matchup, Kilbrook, Errol Spence, that's going to set up a big money fight between the winner of Errol Spence, Kilbrook to fight to fight Keith Thurman. That's going to be a great fight. Um, that's going to happen at the end of the year, toward the end of the year, probably early 2018, which is more than likely is going to be the likely scenario. 147, yeah, you got a fight there. You got two you got two big-time fights. You got the Porter Berto fight, and then you have Kell Brook, Errol Spence. I mean, again, it's probably going to be the best the best three weeks span for 147. That one, this is probably the biggest top of 147 since since the, since the the age of Hearns and <laughs> Hearns and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and and um, Marvin Hagler. I mean, this is this is this time. This is this generation's time for 147 to be that glamour division. 154 has got glamour champions all over. Um, Jamel Charlo, who's going to fight in the unification bout um, here in the next few weeks. Um, we got a new, we got a new champion, uh, new young man champion uh, in 154, who took Jamel Charlo's belt uh, when he vacated to move up to 60. Um, Arizona Lara is still there. I mean, this is a guy who could move up to 160 to fight to fight uh, Triple G. Or to fight Canelo. I mean, these are, these are two guys who just, they're, they're ready. Daniel Jacobs, I, I, I'm going to put it this way. He's got one punch knockout power. He's got one hell of a left jab. He can throw the left hand. He can throw the left hand. He can throw the right hand. He, he's got power in both hands. And he's one punch knockout power. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at a fight that I mean I'm looking at a fight that just, I, I don't even know how to even put it. I mean it's so exciting for me to talk about to talk about this fight because I'm looking at a guy who can put on the show. More or less, a guy who can, a guy who can box, a guy who can punch, a guy who can can put you out. I mean, 
Both of these guys have got great footwork. Both of these guys have got great jabs. Both of these guys, I mean, they can teach you with check punches and put you to sleep or hurt you really bad. I mean, and that's basically what Triple G did against Kell Brook. He hit Kell Brook with a check left hand that destroyed his eye socket. I mean, it was a check left hand that destroyed an eye socket. You're not even throwing full force punches, but you're you're destroying bones. I mean, I've seen James Jacobs hit guys with check right hands with a sleep. I've seen him hit people with just absolute fury with a left hand, with, with right hand. And put them to sleep. This is a guy. These are two guys. They are natural born killers. Am I excited to watch this fight tonight? You damn right I am. Am I going to watch this fight tonight? You damn right I am. Am I going to pay the fifty nine ninety five? You're wrong. I'm not. But I'm going to watch the fight somewhere. I mean. Whether it's at my house, whether it's by hook or crook, I'm gonna find that fight and I'm gonna watch it. Will I have to pay the forty nine ninety nine or fifty nine ninety nine to watch this fight? Admittedly, I probably will, but you know, that's another time for another day. But I'm just really excited to see this fight. I haven't been excited to see fights involving Triple G in a long time. I was excited to see him fight Kell Brook because I wanted to see what Kell Brook could do coming up to weight classes. Not really excited to see what Kell Brook can do against a guy in his weight class who has the same kind of power that Triple G does, but is a much smoother, better puncher than Triple G is. Where Triple G can hit you with, with check shots and knock you out. L Spence, he doesn't hit you with check shots. He's with full force. Can you take that punch from from a guy like Errol Smith? I don't think you can. I don't think you will. Daniel Jacobson hasn't been tested yet. He's gotten it touched, but he hasn't had it checked yet. And that's that's going to be the difference in this fight. Triple G wants to get into a brawl and wants to make things exciting. He can't make things exciting. He's going to have to keep his hands up. He's going to have to stop punch. He's going to have to pump the jab and know what he can do with his jab. He can pump the jab, pump the jab. And he loves to sneak, the left, he loves to sneak his right hand over, over the top of his jab. He also likes to throw the range-finding jab, which could be a mistake for him because – Daniel Jacobs likes to throw the overhand right, and he also likes to throw the left hook. So, getting so for Triple G in this fight, what he has to do, he has to use his great footwork. And for a power puncher, for a power puncher, Triple G probably has the best footwork as a power puncher. He can push it. He can push his feet. He, he he has great balance. 
where he can shift his body, he can circle back, he can put himself in positions to hit you with big, hard shots. Um, whereas, if we look at Daniel Jacobs, Daniel Jacobs is going to stand in front of you. He's not going to give you any time. He's not going to give. He's going to give you what you want. Because he wants to fight just as much as you want to fight. But what what Daniel Jacobs needs to do is he needs to use his good lateral movement. He's got great lateral movement too. <coughs> and he can't be afraid to throw his right hook. I'm sorry, his left hook. He can't be afraid to throw the left hook. He can't be afraid. He can't be afraid to throw it because if he doesn't throw the left hook, he's going to make himself susceptible to the power that Triple G has because he's not really taking into consideration what Triple G has. He's giving Triple G too much respect. But if he comes out, he, he, throws, he throws meaningful punches, he gathers his respect early, he's going to keep himself in that fight. Will this fight end early? Probably so, because he could probably put his step on the fight with one punch as well. So we're looking at two guys. One is probably a better boxer than the other. We're looking at another guy who's probably just as good a puncher as he is a boxer. And that that makes him that makes him super Super duper scary, and that's what we're. That's what I'm excited about right now. Um, that's what I'm excited about. So, again, Triple G to win this fight, lateral movement, getting himself out of angles, working his way into his punt zones, using his jab. Not using the leg jab, but using that, that jack camera jab that he has that I've seen him knock people down with. I mean, he's got to use the big, he's got to use the hard jab. Because with a guy who likes to throw long, looping punches, you, you've, got to, you've got to be short, you've got to be to the point. And this is how good Triple G is. He can hit you with check punches, like I said, like I said in. in like I said a few minutes ago, he can hit you with check punches. He can hit you with with full-on out punches. And he can hit you with punches as you're throwing them and you land. He can hit you with punches harder and land and put you to sleep, as we've seen before. So this is also a chance to get his chin checked. It's also a chance for, for Jacob to get his chin checked as well because We've never really seen, I've never really seen Daniel Jacobs get a sin check. He'll get a sin check tonight. So will Triple G. That being said, we're going to take a quick session break, then we're going to end things. Y'all have a, y'all stay tuned. Ready or not. Ready or not.
never ever a mic. Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice. It has to do with lots of loving, and it ain't nothing nice. Welcome back to the Press Rock and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. We're powered by Solar Headphones. Go check out Solar Headphones at solarheadphones.com. Check them out on their social media platforms as well. Hey, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also Snapchat. Check them out. I'm wearing my headphones with attitude right now. Solar Power Headphones. Again, the Solar Power Headphones, guys. I mean... Nowhere on the market are there solar power headphones except for the ones that I'm wearing right now at solarheadphones.com. So check them out. And before we get up out of here, man, I want to give a special shout out to to everyone who has supported the show. Everybody who supported the Vibe by Change Network. We've had some we've had some some fun things happen to us in the last couple of weeks, and. Uh, We've had some 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 mishaps. We had some funny things to happen to us in the last last couple couples of three weeks, and and um, but uh, nonetheless, we are here. And uh, want to give a special shout out to my mom, to my to my dad, who had a birthday uh, last week, and and uh, hope he had a great birthday. Uh, I actually took a day off work, off my regular job, to go see my dad. Um, to go see my dad, so um, I think he greatly appreciated that. Um, also, shout out to the admin, Wendy, uh, the man T-Rex. Check him out Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays for the Kings of Underground Media. Also, Thursdays, return couple Thursdays with T-Rex. And also, check us both out Friday morning, 10 a.m. to noon, Rex in Maine. It's the press box meeting the Kings of Underground Media. And we we doing things up in the owners box, so y'all check us out, man. And we um we certainly do appreciate all the support that we get. Oh, oh yeah, again, you know, another shout out to Ray Becker, Underground Sound, Cypressino, B3, um, Nina Monet, Janice Set, um, the one and only Divine Martino, who uh also Rights us as well. Uh, boss lady, Miss Monica Brewer. Uh, hope everything's going well. Congratulations on the new venture as well. And just to everybody who's out there doing the grind, man. You know, I was, you know, get out and network with us, man. And you know, we 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 love to network with everybody. We love to we love doing what we do. We're not classically trained people. Again, we just this is just us doing what we do on the radio. We love having fun. We love talking music. We love talking sports. We love just 
is being a part of the people. And this is what this is what this network is all about, is being a part of the people, showing the people love and showing the people what we can do when we do it. And, you know, we don't – we don't do this just because we do this because because it's, it's a passion and you know passion takes you a long way and um, and when you have passion, I mean the heart's always there. It's not about the paycheck for us. It's not about anything of the sort. I mean it's all about the love and you know without love there's no without love there's nothing. You know, without God's spirit, there's no, there's nothing that we can't that we can do. So, I challenge everybody to, to this weekend. You know, whether you're doing the St. Patty's Day celebration on Saturday, whether you did it last night, be careful, have fun, be responsible. You know, you see someone in need, you know, help them out. I mean, because you never know when that person is going, when that person you're going to have need, and that person is nearby, and he can help you. So, you know, everybody, man, one love. Have a great weekend. Let's go tailgating. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, T, I think, uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think, like, maybe I am out here on my own. Yeah. Gotta find something. Oh, I can't? But I can try, right? Yeah. But what then? You know that ain't so bad. Yeah. I told a girl I love her, you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy and then I turned to a man on my own. The long wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural I hold you down. Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah, staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, now that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Weight of the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck yeah, let it rock, but you want some soul shit, yeah, uh, and she just keeps saying, you can't rescue me, oh nah, you can't save me, no, you know what, maybe you're right, But what you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. 
I never really saw it realistic Cause when it comes to my vision, man, only I can see it Said only I can reach it And I'm just praying by the time that I'm gone I'll be here in spirit so you can hear this yeah, well these rappers stuck on the same product Tell them forget it, ain't hard to tell that they ain't got it Simple and plain, I'ma leave this world with my name on it Knowing it's easy to hate the plane when you ain't on it Friday, whipping through the horizon My timing is something better than it's ever been They call me Wolfie from how I'm plying on hella biz Hip-hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence Back to the wall where I started back in the day I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight Trying to show the all those around me that I can stand on my own Now I swear I'm afraid of nothing, I'm screaming that through the phone While I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal How I ran up the standards of how we live it. It's funny they pull the camera The picture of how I'ma get it when years I've been in my zone And it's just how I started by killing this on my own My word is my bond And I'm just out on my own